On this week's episode on the Chokeslam Wrestling Report, we're going to go through Bloods and Guts match and whatnot and talk about what happened in that match and the brutality that Moxley and his crew took it this past Wednesday. And we want to talk about the Pac and the Takesna leaving BCC, fend for themselves against the Golden Elite. Also, we're going to talk a little bit about LA Knights and whatnot and the situation of him being part of a United States Invitational four-way match, but yet he doesn't win the match. Also, we're going to talk a little bit about Ring of Honor, uh, Death Before Dishonor. We're going to talk a little bit of some of the matches that happened there and whatnot, and we're going to talk a little bit of New Japan and much more on the Chokeslam Wrestling Report. Welcome to another episode of the Choke Slam Wrestling Report. I am your host, the infamous Ultimate One, with another episode here today and whatnot. We're in the Four Horsemen's Lair. Yes, it's dark. Whatever, I like it this way so I can think better and whatnot. Um, but let's start off with Bloods and Guts, what happened this past Wednesday and whatnot. The way it finished, you know. Uh, my main concern was during before the match was about how is it that Cody Bushi was going to make his debut on a dangerous match and whatnot. But it turned out to be good for him, but bad for the BCC and whatnot. And Tony Khan was a very smart man for the ways to start the match in this uh double cage man double ring and went out when he started off the the match with kenny omega versus claudio now how many of you did not dream of a match between kenny omega and then known as cesaro back in the days you probably would have wanted to see that well tony khan delivered the way he does deliver been delivering lately and whatnot and that was kenny omega versus claudio in the beginning of the bloods and guts match between these guys and it was pretty good for the first five minutes you saw of course omega doing what omega does best and whatnot and claudio i mean started off real quick with a lot of uppercut forearms and whatnot but the match changed very drastically when Pac, who was the second man to enter the ring since bcc had the one man advantage that's when everything started to boil because Pac went in there and he went right after Kenny Omega while Claudio was still attacking him. And at one point you saw Claudio kind of looked at Pac like, what are you doing? You know, and it happened several times during the match and whatnot. And this continued as double assault until Hangman Page came in and it made it even. But then when Moxley, yes, John Moxley, the man who's been getting into it with stitches in his head for the, this month alone, I mean, the July 4th week, um, he was in two bloody-ass matches with Desperado and New Japan Pro Wrestling and Independence Day. So here he is. He comes in the ring 
and he comes in the ring with a screwdriver and starts stabbing Kenny Omega in the head with the screwdriver. So he did the same thing with uh, with Hangman Page, and it was a three-on-two. That's when Nick Jackson came in and whatnot. And when Nick Jackson came in and whatnot, already there was glass in the ring already and whatnot because who brought it? John Mosley brought glass in there. And, of course, John Mosley was the first one to taste glass because Nick Jackson, you know, put drop kick him into the glass. He hurricanrana Claudia into the glass, but then Kenny Omega suffered the consequences for that also because then he got suplexed into the glass. And I'm like, I felt so bad for Omega because Omega's been battling injuries for the past year and a half and one he's coming back from all those injuries he had in 2020, 2021. And here he is getting, you know, body slammed on top of glass. Then after that, we saw, um, I believe, uh, uh, I believe it was Willa Yuta who came in with a chair, and he used that against um, Nick Jackson. He suplexed him on the damn chair at one point. Um, and then um, things got a little even and whatnot uh, when um, Nick uh, Matt Jackson came in. Um, so, And it was... Somewhere in the middle, toward the ending of the matter, Takesna came in. When Takesna came in, that's when Moxley took it to the next level. He took it to violent one-on-one, or maybe violent one-on-one times a thousand, and brought in a bed of nails. I haven't seen a bed of nails like that since FMW with Onita and Terry Funk, or Sabu and Terry Funk. Okay? A bed of nails. This man put that bed of nails in the corner of the ring. Went to throw Omega against it. Omega put the brakes on only to turn around and get drop kicked to the damn bed of nails. Then Moxley then went and picked him up, body slammed him. Actually, he put the bed of nails flat on the ring and then body slammed Omega on it. It was sick. But then Ibushi again came in. Ibushi was meant by Wheeler Yuta in the top rank only to get hit in the throat by Ibushi. He came in and he hit Takesna with a with a with a form to the chest. They looked like he hit him also in the throat. Then Moxley and, and, and Ibushi went at it and whatnot. Only for Moxley then to taste the bed of nails and whatnot. And Takesna then went and not Takesna, Ibushi went and did a standing moonsault on top of or Moxley while he was laying in the bed of nails. So that was part of the brutality that was going on. We saw Matt Jackson on top of the cage giving Yuta Northern Light Super like three times. And I, th- I said to myself, please don't let nobody else fall in the damn off the cage. Because the last time we saw somebody fall off the cage was Sammy Guevara last year when Eddie Kingston threw him off the cage and whatnot. Bef- the year before that was uh, Chris Jericho getting thrown up by MJF, but he landed in a mattress full of cardboards. Remember that? And people were just making fun of that. As much as I try to defend it, it was cardboard with the matches on the bottom, on the bottom of the cardboards. So you can, but this time it didn't happen. It went out. But Matt Jackson found a bag of t- uh, uh, thumbtacks and started throwing them in between the, the the fencing, and it landed on the floor. And uh, Claudio and Moxley got backdrop on that. But to make this matters worse, the whole thing for BCC blew off when Claudia hit Pac, my mistake, and these guys started having issues. 
and Joseph Kessner holding Pac back, and then you had Mosley holding the rest of the guys back, and Pac walked out. As soon as that happened, Takesna was told by Don Callis, get out of the ring because now they were outnumbered. Leaving BCC to defend themselves on their own. Claudio and Moxley got handcuffed in the ring, and then they went and they went to work on Utah, made them bleed, and Moxley had to surrender in order to protect Utah. So now I figure, well, now Don Callis is going to have to pay the price. But apparently... What we saw uh, um, Death Before Designer, because then, because of what happened Wednesday, we had a match between Pac and Claudio because Claudio needed a challenger because Mark Briscoe uh, got hurt. So that match was set up between Pac and Claudio for Death Before Designer. So apparently, I guess nothing really is going to happen with BCC, but I'm sure BCC is going to try to get even. And we're going to have to wait to Wednesday to see what happens with with Don Callis. I mean, Don Callis right now is trying to build a family, as we saw this past Wednesday also. Uh, it's not making the JAS very very happy because we saw Sammy Guevara and, and Danny Garcia looked at Chris Jericho like he was crazy and walked off after they lost to MJF and Adam Cole. Speaking of MJF and Adam Cole, we also saw – uh, how Adam Cole and MJF already started arguing because Adam Cole was holding the AEW world title in his hand, trying to give it to MJF, but he got caught looking at it while MJF turned like, what are you doing with my belt? But MJF and Adam Cole are now going to face FTR next Saturday at Collision for the FTW, I mean, for not the FTW, the AEW tag, uh, tag team belts. So I could see uh, MJF Saying to Adam Cole, let's do double clothesline. And when they hold each other, he's going to clothesline Adam Cole. And he's not going to give a rat's ass about winning the tag team title because he has the world title. The the triple B, baby. So it's going to happen. And then to top it off, we may see Roderick Strong turning on Adam Cole. And maybe he'll be helping MJF and whatnot. So we'll see about that. So that then we saw the FTW title change hands on Wednesday with Jack Perry defeating Hook. Hook suffering his first loss this week, which pretty much, I mean, it's, I mean, it kind of surprised me that they used Jack Perry to be him, but nothing wrong with that. We're getting losing to one of the pillars of AEW. But now my question, are they going to sanction the AEW? Uh, I'm actually not the FTW belt. Are they going to sanction as a major title in AEW? I doubt that, but we'll see. But um, they got a little storyline going on there, so we'll see about that. Um, also, um, I think that was it for AEW Dynamite this week. Um, let's go to, um, WWE this week, LA Knight. He was in a four-way invitation, United States Invitational match for get an opportunity to wrestle for the United States title. Apparently WWE felt that they were not going to give him the win, even though he did not get pinned. He did not win the match. And Rey Mysterio was giving that opportunity to face Santo Escobar in the finals, whatever, to then face Austin Theory. LA Knight got screwed once again. Now, my thing is, why they continue to delay this man's push? I'll give you an answer for that. Number one, what people are failing to realize, especially WWE fans, that LA Knight 
was not created in WWE. He created himself outside of WWE as Eli Drake. And the gimmick he has now, it was from Impact when he was an Impact World Champion. You think WWE and Vince McMahon are going to allow a man who was not built in WWE and is getting over in WWE to get pushed? That is not going to happen. I'm telling you that right now. A lot of people have a lot of hope and wishing that this could happen. But, 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 let me get a little stick of my throat. It's getting dry. But, 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 but. That's not going to happen. Simple fact, and I say this because people are expecting him to be at the God mode level. And the God mode level is a Roman Reign level. He's not going to go there. They're not going to give him that. In case you guys don't, it's like, I feel like, when I speak to WWE fans, you could tell they don't do their research. Of course, they don't do their research because, you know, this is the same people who think that, you know, Roman Reigns is the thousand and some 40 something days champion and he passed Hulk Hogan. Yeah, okay, whatever. Uh, the thing is that people don't understand that Vince McMahon does not like anyone to become bigger than the company. You think Vince McMahon is not listening to the crowd? chanting LA night and how they go crazy for him he he knows but he's not going to give you that satisfaction because he already did you guys a favor because you don't remember what he did for for you guys when they made Kofi Kingston the world champion remember that in 2019 and then we saw him destroy in a matter of six seconds by using Brock Lesnar to beat Kofi Kingston on the first episode of Fox Smackdown when SmackDown came to Fox. Y'all remember that? I'm giving you a little history lesson. The history lesson is McMahon is not going to give this man a push. Okay? Maybe he'll give him to the United States title, but he ain't getting no further than that. If it was Triple H, maybe. But but let's be realistic. Everybody's blaming Triple H. Triple H is not writing some of this. In case you guys don't remember, there's a creative war going on. Between Vince McMahon and Triple H, but they're not. Nobody's mentioning this. I'm seeing it. It was proven in Money in the Bank when WWE uh, um, had that uh, pay per view going on. When Vince McMahon brought in Logan Paul and he wanted him to win that, and then you had Triple H talking about, "No, I want LA Knight to win." It. And at the end, they couldn't come to a conclusion, and Damian Priest won it. Come on, guys, you guys got to wake up. You can't be complaining about something and act like you've never seen this before. Y'all guys ain't be complaining about, oh, it happened to Cesaro, it happened to Miro, it happened. This is always going to happen. This is not one of their favorites. And you guys got to come to that realization that he's not going to win the world title. He's not. Remember, oh, he's going to be all right. Oh, he didn't get pinned. It doesn't matter if he got, he got pinned. He didn't get pinned. The bottom line is he was part of that invitation. He should have won it. I'm going to be the first one to say it. If he... He's getting, he's getting the, yeah, you know, he's getting over with the fans. He should get pushed. I'm not an LA Knight fan, and I kept saying it, okay, but he should get pushed. But McMahon's not gonna do that. This is not the WWE way. You guys gotta come to that to that realization. He's not gonna do anything. He's not. You know, um, look what you you know. Every week the pay per views are good, but the shows Monday and Friday are horrible. Okay. 
We saw that this week on Monday Night Raw. I mean, you saw Raquel Rodriguez and Liv Morgan lose their belts after holding it for 17 days to Chelsea Green and, and Sonia Deville. Why? Why are these women's belts? Why? Because they're going to put Liv Morgan to a few with Real Ripley or Raquel Rodriguez because Real Ripley needs challengers? You know what I'm saying? This is crazy. I mean, it's crazy. I mean, we saw Cody Rhodes getting beat up against by Brock Lesnar and put in a Kimura, but he didn't break his arm this time. And they still haven't explained why he attacked him. It's been four months. Nothing's getting done. You know, Gunter just beat Matt Riddle again. Uh, Shayna Baszler just pretty much told the truth about Ron, uh, Ronda Rousey this past Monday. Now you see Alpha Academy and, this, and, uh, and the Viking Raiders in a stupid fight every week. The same fights, the same matches. You tell me that's not a Vince McMahon move? SmackDown, I didn't watch it because I really don't care for SmackDown. Only because of the bloodline. I saw the bloodline uh, part. But come on, you guys can't complain about something. You know this man is not going to do none of that stuff. He's not. He doesn't care. He doesn't care if you're happy about it or not. He's not. So gonna, he not doesn't care. Also, um, Ring of Honor had the uh, pay per view, Death Before Dishonor, and there was a couple of matches there that uh, that I like. But beginning of the show, the pre show, we saw Shane Taylor versus Ar Fox, and I was like, "Wow, you got Shane Taylor in the pre show!" Like Shane Taylor was one of the mainstay in Ring of Honor, one of the guys who carried the company during like. You know, during the bad times that they were going through, and, and he carried it. And you still haven't given this man a world title shot. He should be world champion. He should be the guy who beat Claudio for the world title. But you got him losing to Ar Fox, and I went. It's understandable that he lost to Ar Fox because Ar Fox is about to get a title shot from Orange Cassidy for the AEW International Title coming up on Wednesday. But you know, it's it's crazy to see that. You know, but um, um. I don't know. I don't know. But there was a couple of matches. It was like Commando versus Gravity. Uh, Gravity is the little brother of Bandito. He wrestled Commando. That match was like a Mexican uh, Mexican Lucha Libre match. We saw Dalton Castle versus Samoa Joe. Uh, Samoa Joe won by cheating because um, um, Hadaway or Hardaway, whatever his name is, he used to be part of the firm, is not like a big GM in there now, and he helped some more Joe get the win. Uh, the tag team four way that was a great, great tag team four way between Aussie Open, best friend, the kingdom, and Lucha Brothers, who was a champion. Um, and Aussie Open won the world tag team titles again. Aussie Open should be, and I'm going to say right now, that should be the world I mean, not the world tag team, they are the world tag team ring of honor, but they should be tag team of the year. They already won the IWGP. Tag team championship. They won the New Japan Pro Pro Strong Championship. And now they won the Ring of Honor World Tag Team Champion. AEW title the next. Okay. They're gonna win those tag team belts. And why not? You can't say, oh no, that's not gonna happen. Hey, FTR did it. Well, we're gonna watch the uh, FTR versus Ussy Open. We're gonna see it. And we'll probably see it all in. And I want to see it. I definitely want to see it. So now, that match was pretty good. I like that. Uh, one match also that caught me off guard that I wasn't expecting. Uh, actually, before that, before that match happened, we saw the Shibata versus Daniel Garcia. That match was pretty good. Uh, the ending was kind of a little funny because Shibata slapped the bricks, slapped the soul out of Daniel Garcia, and then put him in a in a sleeper hole. 
and Garcia started doing that dance, and he kind of almost passed out, and then he got PK by Shibata, which is a kick to the chest while he's sitting down, uh, the opponent sitting down, and he ends up retaining the pure the pure title against Daniel Garcia. So that was a good match. It was a pretty good match. Then you had some a match that I didn't even expect. It was the Righteous, which is Vincent, Stu Grayson, who was part of Dark Order, and I forgot the other guy's name. It was a big dude that hangs out with Vincent. It's against Dark Order with Evo Uno, John Silver, and Alex Reynolds. This match was like watching Bloods and Guts all over again. This is anything goes match. These guys, they tore uh, uh, Evo Uno's mask and made him bleed. Uh, Stu Grayson, I think Stu Grayson was bleeding. I think he was bleeding a little bit. Um, Benson was bleeding. It was a crazy match. Dark Order ended up winning that when they took Stu Grayson. They kind of do like a, uh, a crucifix-like um, slam on top of Legos and thumbtacks. It looks like Mr. Tony Khan likes uh, ECW too much because we had another another hardcore match 48 hours after we saw Blood and Guts. Unbelievable. So, New Japan, pro wrestling. Um, have the G1 climbing is going on. So far, the leaders are Okada, David Finley, Evil. Uh, I believe... Uh, Zack Sabre Jr. Um, I think Eddie Kingston. He hasn't been. I don't think he has lost a match. You got all these guys uh, in there who um, are ahead already. I think David Finley is going to end up winning the G1 Climax 33. I don't see Okada winning it. Uh, it may get come down to Okada and David Finley. Uh, and maybe Finley will get over on that match. Um, so we already seen a couple of upsets. We saw Tangaloa beat Kenta. We saw Taishi beat uh, Will Osprey, who's the United States champion. We saw Eddie Kingston defeat Shingo Takaji, who is the Kino. Uh, no, he was the Kino Pro Wrestling champion, um, but he beat the former champion. Um, so we already seen a lot of little upsets here and there. So that is that is. Cool. That's why I love the G1 Climax. That's one of the best tournament in wrestling. That's nothing but it's the, the Battle of Los Angeles and the G1 are the best tournaments in wrestling. You know, it can't and you can't ask for nothing. Impact this week. We saw Alex Shelley uh confront Josh Alexander. Uh Leo Rush came in. He's the exhibition champion. And he said he will put he will take option C to get a title shot at Alex Shelley. But then he was interrupted by Kushida, who won the, the X Division match. So he gets a title shot only for them to get jumped by Moose, uh, uh, Brian, and um, uh, who else was it? And Moose. So uh, it was Moose, Brian, and Bubba Ray Dudley. So they still with this at Bubba Ray Dudley and, and, um, it looks like it's going to get good, but I'm scared to start t- watching it because I feel like I'll start investing in that, and the next thing you know, that doesn't turn out the way it is. Because, I mean, Impact has messed up so much in the last year and a half. They had that, I don't know, more storyline that messed that up. Um, they could have had a chance to have, you know, a, a good storyline with the Bullet Club. 
it's that they, you know, they, I don't know what the hell they've been doing, but uh, every time they're doing something good, they bring Tommy Dreamer back. Everybody know what I'm talking about. So I, I, I understand it. So, um, even though Trinity, who used to be Naomi, won the women's, uh, women's championship, the knockouts championship. So, I'll probably check out Slamversary. I haven't watched it yet. I'm going to check it out, see how that's going and whatnot. Um, so that's pretty much, I believe, all the stuff that has happened. Uh, Ray Phoenix, he relinquished his AAA titles, uh, which it was the internet. Uh, the, it was the Cruiserweight AAA's title that he relinquished and the Latin American uh, title that he relinquished. And he never defended those belts. He won it last year in June of 2022. By defeating Bandito, uh, Laredo Kid, uh, Torres in, in a four way. So he never, uh, <clears throat> he never uh, defended them. So, and then he got, you know, he said he got international commitment, which is true. Nick Aldis, he's done with Impact Wrestling. And of course, you know, you got the WWE droids talking about, oh, he's coming to WWE. He is not coming to WWE because of what Bruce Pritchard said about his wife, um, um, Mickey James. And it was, it was something bad that he said that even Nick Alves had to pull, had to put him on blast on Twitter. So they do not go along. Well, you think that he's going to come to WWE where he knows that that man, Bruce Pritchard is still there. Uh, this McMahon lackey. And you think they're not going to bury him in, um, in WWE? Oh, they will. So, Seth Rollins said he should probably get surgery on his lower back, but is trying to avoid it. Um, he had an interview where he says he has several injuries. His knee was bothering him before WrestleMania 39. He's been having issues with his back. He feels that he needs surgery. He has a fracture, his um, hernia uh, fractured disc in the back. Uh, the man's all beat up, but that's why I feel like the rumor that was going around that. Damon Priest is going to cash in his money in the bank during SummerSlam. I see Seth Rollins beating Finn Balor for the uh, World Heavyweight title, or actually retain it. And I think Damon Priest is going to turn uh, turn around and cash in the money in the bank and become the champion. So I see that happening. He said he got a lot of nagging injuries. So he's been fighting beat up. So he said he has taken stem cells. He's been trying. But he said that's only been temporarily. So... Dominic Mysterio won the NXT North American title. This is what WWE's been doing now, bringing in the main roster guys to help that show out because Nick Khan wants to make this his third brand. They should have done this in 2019 when they had the black and gold and they had one of the best roster of wrestlers in there. But it is what it is now. Oh, four years later, this is what they have. And now they're bringing in the main roster. Do you really want to see guys from Raw, SmackDown, you see on Monday and Friday, NXT, really? I mean... I mean, I don't watch NXT, but the whole thing that Dominic Mysterio won the NXT North American Championship by beating West, and then um, what was supposed to be Mustafa Ali, and they changed it last minute. Now you got Dominic to go against Mustafa Ali, a great American bash, and it doesn't make no sense. I, I don't know where they're going with that. Uh, Booker T commented on Silas Fatu debut, who is Omaga's son. He said he felt Omaga's presence in the arena. I think Silver for two will definitely um, show up at WWE some some somewhere down the line. They probably become new members of the bloodline. Anything can happen with that. I mean, he looks good in the ring. 
Yeah, he looks like he know what he's doing. But of course, you know, we're talking about the Fatu family. They this no name family, those those guys from the the generation of the Peter Vivia, the Samoans, they they know. You see what the, what they have. I mean, you look at you got Roman Reigns, you got uh Jacob Fatu, you got uh the Usos. I mean, you got a wide range of Samoans and guys who wrestled in the past that are pretty good. So, you know, Teddy Hart. Remember him? He got arrested again. Cobb allegedly found ecstasy and stole in his car because he got caught speeding on his 2022 Mustang. They found ecstasy, steroids, uh, testosterone pills, marijuana. This man was carrying a whole damn pharmacy in his car. Uh, Teddy Hart used to be one of one of good wrestlers in MLW, part of the New Heart Foundation with David Boy Smith. He just throw or uh, threw his uh, career away, which is pretty sad if you if you ask me but it is what it is and this is what he's been up to lately so i mean it's sad to say but it is what it is that is it for me guys for um for this episode of the chokeslam wrestling report you want guys want to follow me and why not um um just follow me um through um youtube channel subscribe to the channel um this will be on youtube on my youtube channel of course um so check that out subscribe to the channel hit that notification bell uh for new uploads and hit that thumbs up that will help greatly and whatnot uh you can also find my uh the the video podcast also in audio podcast format so you can check it out on apple spotify amazon music uh iHeartRadio, pop being any audio podcast platform that you guys like to listen on my social need my social media of course you can find me on facebook instagram and twitter and the biggest in them all my podcast store where i got t-shirts hats hoodie you go to tcwr.veryinkpressive.com um again that's tcwr.veryinkpressive.com uh so you can check that out um, and see my t-shirts, hoodies, hats, and, you know, saying, and register to the website. You could um, register to the website. You can get access to the YouTube channel and the audio podcast platform, and you can listen to any which way you want to. Again, this will be an audio audio podcast platform. So, you know, again, thanks, everybody, all my supporters. Uh, we're trying to get at least 300, again, 300 uh subscriber we're up to 271 only 29 more so share these share 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 this podcast guys uh and let everybody know who loves wrestling that this podcast is all about pro wrestling nothing but the truth here and when i tell me when i'm telling lies that's what i say see what we're seeing punk says tell me when i'm telling lies but that is it for me again uh we'll talk um very soon we'll be back next week with new contents new developments hopefully we'll see what happens this wednesday with uh with this whole thing with don Callis and all this nonsense we will see what happens so until then guys i will see you next week top guy out